Episode 205 of the Witty and Gritty Podcast, Go Eat Pineapple Cake. Um, what if I don't like pineapple cake? <laughs> I just mean we've walked through Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and now Colossians. Who are you? Brooke. And I'm Farron. <laughs> I guess it's important to mention as the podcast hosts, here we are. Yes. So this is week two of our Fave Five from Colossians. <laughs> I, didn't, I can't believe I didn't say that last week. I missed yes. my opportunity. Fave Five. I'll say it twice. You made up for it by emphasizing the from. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are in chapter two this week. So you already know that chapter two is your homework. Make sure you've read chapters one and two. In a little context, we know Paul is writing from the prison. prison. Yeah. I got Classic. that wrong last week. <laughs> Classic Paul, writing from prison. He is writing to people he does not know directly, and it still shows that you can still pray for others and intercede on their behalf and wish them well and talk to God about them and all that jazz. You know what thought I just had? Tell me. And I feel like I've heard commentary before. The thought of, like, had Paul not been put in prison, would he have ever slowed down enough to stop and write these different books or letters? the power of rest. I mean, preferably not in prison, but... (laughs) We're not saying go to prison so you can rest and write letters. No. But I do wonder. I do wonder. Theron said. What if God was like, you need to write letters. And he's like, I'm busy. Do another step. Yeah. He's like, you need to write letters. He's like, no. And then God's like, go to prison. And don't come out till you're done. No, get out of jail. That's not biblically based as That's far the book as of I Theron. know people. Yeah. Book of Theron. <laughs> so today we are in chapter two, verses six through eight. Because we need all three of those to talk about what we want to talk about today. Literally before we hit record, we said, maybe it's important to include verse 8. So before we read them, there's going to be like some, again, positive encouragement direction. But verse 8 tells you why he -hmm. felt the need to give you this encouragement and direction. Yes. Remember, he's writing to people who are very much challenged by, do I pick God or the world in this situation? Everything that God wants us to do is so backwards from how we've been living. So what do we do? How do we we fit in slash not die slash still love Jesus well? And I think one more point to just connect all the pineapple cake books that we've been covering. (laughs) No, it's not a cookbook. Listen to the old previous episode, okay? But it's this idea of having this eternal mindset. So not acting and being of this world, which is so temporary, but reminding us of the eternal view, if you will. And so, again, I think these verses play into that. Yes, they're feeling the pressure to belong. And then what everyone wants to fit in and belong, right? In general, humans desire to fit in belong somewhere. So we need to figure out what what does God say about that and where do we fit in in a godly way? Yeah, someone just tell me how to do it. And Paul said, okay. Here I go. Got you. (laughs) Farron, you want to start? Oh, yes, sure. I always get confidence when you go first. Okay, I can go first. Okay, you you go first. Even though I think you're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Colossians 2, 6 through 8. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. All right, ESV. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, 
rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. Man, I liked your version better than mine this week. Sometimes. It was not pulling any punches. Oh, I like, I'm so glad we did verse 8 because yours said it in a not totally different way. It's the same but different, but that one stuck with me more. Woo! Yeah, like the word hollow. Yes. And deceptive. Because philosophy, man. It's, it's tricky. It sounds good. Did you ever take a philosophy class? Uh, probably at least one. I think, I think we think took one. I think we had two. Required. Yeah. And we took the one that liked the soccer players. Oh, yeah. That's what having upperclassmen as friends that are like, <laughs> take no. it with him, yeah. not her. It's fine. They like athletes. They're anti-athletes. <sighs> Unless you're a mathlete. That works. Then it's okay. Yeah. No, I think that's the thing with philosophy, right? Is there's enough truth that you're almost like, Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds right. Mm-hmm. But then you forget to compare it to what the Bible says. And now here we go, 18 steps later, what yeah. I get myself into. So not just Yeek. philosophy, but deceptive philosophy Mm, well done farron on getting verse eight look at us okay read pray talk tell get it (laughs) i really like the first verse and we've talked about this a lot in cg where it says you must continue to follow him we've talked about the difference between being a believer and being a follower farron do you want to break that down a little bit for us i'll do my best but you know at some point you the people in our group have accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. And so from that moment, you are a believer in the family of Christ. But Cannot be undone. Cannot be undone. Yes. So then a follower is walking in the way of the Lord, which can be interpreted in many different ways. So, you know, maybe I was a believer and gave my life to Christ in middle school. And then, like, there were those college years where I knew what I maybe should and shouldn't do. I still believed in God. I was still saved, but my walk was not aligning with walking in the way of the Lord. So in that time, was I a believer? Absolutely. Was I following him in those moments? Not necessarily. And so you can probably look back on your life and see times where you were following and where you were maybe just believing. Interesting fun fact activity you might want to do. If you timeline out your life, major events, whatever, and then you go back through was I being close with God in these moments or not? And your reactions and how you responded might look a little differently. Yeah, so in our CG when this first came up, the person that shared it talked about how their friend had said, he had overheard someone say, well, I've been a believer for you know 18 years, but a follower for six. And so that sounds like a huge discrepancy. But I think of when I came to faith, it was real. I definitely accepted it. But then my faith definitely became my own. And the way I would differentiate that is when I took the ownership and walked in the way of the Lord. Yes. So I think that's, if you can relate to that, one, no shame. I think a lot of people find themselves in a similar position. But that's kind of the distinguishing factor is, you know, when did you own your faith by living it out and walking in a way that was in the line with the will of the Lord. Yeah. Thank you for describing that. Again, not that you're perfect all the time. No one is. (laughs) No one is, except Jesus. Verse 7 talks about how you want your your roots to grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. That made me think of the parable in Matthew chapter 7, 24 through 27, about building your 
the foundation. You are on the foundation of God. You're not going to blow away in the sand when the storm comes. So I'm thinking, and also thinking of a tree. Have you ever tried to uproot a tree? you got to call some people in for I that to a, happen. i got a Jacob for that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen those videos where the trees are falling over, but the grass is wavy mm-hmm. because the tree is still rooted down so deep? The tree is still not moving no matter about how bad the storm is. And that grass is moving, but it's not leaving the ground. Mm-hmm. How cool. That's, that's, I'm a visual person, so that's what I thought of when I was thinking roots. You saw when I read it out loud, I was doing weird hand motions, and you're like, what are you doing? No, there's another <laughs> song you learned. <laughs> yeah, what's it, what does it do? I, I don't know that song. Did you make that up on the fly? I did. Oh, it sounded just like all the other ones you learned, and I never did. Woody and Gritty album coming out. <laughs> Maybe Spring we'll make it. Spring 2024. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to make a Christmas album, too. Those are always big hitters. Maybe Missy, Misdemeanor, Elliot, will. Be honest. Let us know, Missy. We'll talk to you about Jesus. Okay, you were talking about something, though. <laughs> Lives build on the foundation of the rock. <laughs> and no. once we do that, the promise right after that in verse 7 is, then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. Mm. Not just flowing. Yeah. More than enough. Yeah. God of abundance. Abundance. Have you experienced a moment where you realized, this is what abundant living looks like? Oh, that's the God. I I get it now. I get it. I'm on the same page. Yes. I recognize all the great things I have, but sometimes I recognize I have an abundance of opportunities to serve the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Tell <laughs> Which, us more. <laughs> oh, all the demands of kids and schedules and like the whole, okay, I have seven loads of laundry to do and flipping the script, right? You probably have seen this before mm-hmm. where it's like, I have so much laundry. And so finding that silver lining is like, wow, I can afford, one, to have that many clothes. Two, that I have a washer and dryer in my house. Yep. That's been huge in the forefront of my mind lately. Um, My husband is working on apartment buildings, and when he bought it, the whole laundry room was not working. And so he fixed it, and it took lots and lots of time. But so many people were grateful to finally have laundry just on site. It's yeah. not even in their apartment, but not having to drive to a laundromat. So uh, finding that silver lining in the midst of all all the blessings that might not always feel like blessings. Mm-hmm. And that I, I like the overflow of thankfulness. We talk about gratitude a ton, so we're not going to beat you down with it again. You should be thankful for that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we come with verse 8, and I'm so glad, Farron, you mentioned bringing it on to the show today. Well, it was one of those things we both knew. Yeah. But we we got to remember that you guys may not have read this or know what comes next. So we've just done read. Now we're going to talk about praying through these verses. Yeah. I think knowing you ought to mm. follow the Lord is probably easy to understand. But the how, yes. the how part is where sometimes we get tripped up, which... Again, last week, we talked about the power of praying for spiritual wisdom and having other pray, other people pray that for you. But, Brooke, how would you explain if somebody was like, what does it mean to walk in the Lord? So we kind of talked about these two different points of view, like classic WWJD, what would Jesus do in this situation? And you don't have to be like, well, I'm a middle-aged mother of four. And uh, Okay, well, what would Jesus do in this situation with these hypotheticals? What would you do going forward? How would we respond? How would we think, act, pray? What would we do there? 
But then the other element of it is move when says when God says to move. So when think about in the Old Testament where the Israelites are wandering in the desert, they're not lost. They're following God. So anytime the pillar moved, they got up and they moved immediately. They didn't wait. They didn't go get lost in the desert. They followed the pillar and they stayed with God. So that that those two elements of I'm going to do what God says the next step is, the next steps are, what direction I'm going, but also as I'm taking those steps, how am I responding, thinking, acting, feeling? I think someone's wondering, how do you hear from God, which is a common question covered by many people in this space. But one thing that I would suggest, just a starting point, is when you're trying to hear something, it helps if there's not a lot of distracting noise in the background. Mm -hmm. And so... How much time in your day do you sit and stay quiet? Um, I've been getting better at this. I try to practice an actual Sabbath on the Sabbath when I can. If I can't on Sunday, I will try another day. I know Sabbath means Saturday. I mean on my Sunday, American Sunday, Western Culture Sunday. And if I can't on Sunday, then I try to find some other time. And even last week or last night when I was, Morgan had a late work night, so I just stayed up about 10 or 15 minutes after my bedtime, trying to be better at that too. And I just prayer journaled. And it was neat just to sit there. And if you give your goal, give yourself the goal of, I'm going to fill in at least half a page, you're going to come up with things to fill the page with, which is pretty neat. Yeah. Did that even answer your question? It did. <laughs> it was general, but I'm glad you answered it too, because those were good ideas and practices. So one, I would just ask yourself, how often are you getting quiet so you can hear from God? And then two, are there any spiritual blocks? Um, you know, Like building blocks? Sure. Or have you not forgiven yourself some, for something that, you know, he's forgiven you for mm-hmm. um, that makes you either leery or keep your distance from him? Or are you willfully sinning right now? Yeah. And not that he can't speak to you if you're in that place. But it is a consideration that if you have not repented, brought your sins and concerns to God, I don't know. I just think when my kids are trying to open something and I'm like, you need help? And they're like, no, I got it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then they're mad crying and they walk up to me and I just tear on that little tear here Mm -hmm. part. Yeah. So how long are you going to hold on to it before you just bring it to God? We also address all of this in our Gangster Prayer mini-series, which is episodes 131 through 140. We will link it if you're trying to figure out how to hear from God. We also just did a Bible study. Priscilla Shires, He Speaks to he speaks to Me, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And we'll link that too. Yeah. And if you're listening to this on our blog, it's going to be easy. Just scroll yeah, down. Look at that. You got it. And typically, podcatchers ideally we'll link all the show notes stuff in there we have a if you scroll down wherever you're listening there's probably big bold that says click here for full show notes when you click that it takes you to our website yep all right okay so read pray talk talk i was waiting for tell i know i almost said it and i was like wait we haven't done it yet wait we're on the talk part yes so one thing that you can do Especially, we include verse 8, right? Because you're getting bombarded, hopefully, from places like this where we're speaking the truth of the Bible, but you're also being exposed to media and people and music and situations 
that don't exhibit the truth found Much in the like Bible. Much like the Colossians. Exactly like the Colossians. Anywho, so in our talk section, I think it's good to have conversations in community to say, hey, this seems like the norm. Or am I wrong in thinking this? Doesn't yeah. And just getting down to the truth of, of things in community can be very helpful. Yeah, we, we reiterate a couple phrases. Lately, the one has been, do we have any bad theology in here? Like, did we say something that is not biblically aligned? How can we break that down? Someone Google a verse, let's try to figure it out. So where's our broken theology in that? And how can we put it back to the truth? And then we also say regularly say, if I'm stumbling, stop me from stumbling. So if you see a stumbling neighbor, there are verses that back up how to approach them, how to talk to them in a way that is loving and shows God's love. There's even some in this book. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned. I think, too, speaking truth into others, I see this a lot in my girlfriends, women friends, is like, we'll start talking negatively about ourselves, and we have to stop each other and speak Mm -hmm. truth. While, yeah, you did lose your temper in that moment with your child, you are still a good, loving mom. Yeah. You're doing your best. That does not cancel out who you are. Yes. One bad choice doesn't mean you are canceled out. You're never out of the fight. Yeah, it's reminding that our identity is in Christ. And thank goodness for this freedom for Christ has set you free. Yes, I like that. I like how we we actually also say the words, I'm going to capture that thought of yours real quick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that also sets up the cue and the trigger for what we should be doing, which stop, pray, ask, think, think. And if you don't have someone like that in your life, you need to find someone. Mm -hmm. Reach out to your church. That means you need to be bold and get in community with people. Hey, uh, this is awkward, but want to be my mom friend and we can talk about stuff. You got to do it. Yeah. Look, I'm an introvert, but you need a little bit of that social interaction. The Holy Spirit will give you the strength. Yes. <laughs> pray, pray about it. Pray about it. Pray about God. Please put the right people in my path. Change my heart on yep. being around yipples and human beings. Mm-hmm. Human <laughs> beings. You I haven't found said a human way. beings in a long time. I've found a way to work it in. Thank you for that. <laughs> All praise be to God. <laughs> I accept that in Jesus' name. I claim that in Jesus' name. Anyway, Farron, <laughs> read, pray, talk, tell. You mentioned, you hinted at this earlier about silver lining and overflowing with thankfulness. How can we train up our kids to where that is an automatic response? We want that to be an automatic instead of whining, which is the opposite and drives everyone crazy. Nobody likes a whiner. Adults do it too. Someone... <laughs> Someone the other day, I had mentioned that I taught high school, and they're like, oh, I could never teach them. They're so big. I'm like, they're little kids in big bodies. Everybody whines. It is not discrimination for age. Yeah. 40-year-olds whine. Everybody whines. Yeah. I think it's a good perspective shift. I think that's a good skill to have. I think being able to find the silver and lining lining in things also helps build resilience uh, when things don't go well, but you got to get things done anyways. Yes, there's been time. Resilience, I like that you use that word, especially we're sports people. Our kids are constantly facing resilience. That's what every game and, and practice is. We're going to push our kids to be challenged and do a hard thing. So now you've got to overcome. So what did you walk away with today? You got better. Back to Atomic Habits. Did you get 1% better today? We'll link that mini series in the show notes as well. That's episodes, I think, 103 through 101. <laughs> Go listen to 111, the only song. episode that I can remember. All right, so here's the other part of Silver Lining, though, is thinking about how sometimes 
walking in your faith, walking in the way of the Lord doesn't always feel like the most fun way in culture or the way society presents it, but finding that silver lining uh, can help our kids see when maybe they have to make the right choice, which also happens to be the hardest choice. Mm. Uh, So again, being able to realize like, I really want to go to this party. I think I could get through it without sinning or anything bad happening, but I'm going to instead choose not to go and then hopefully being able to see the silver lining. And just because you're not sending, we are also called not to be stumbling blocks for our brothers or sisters either. So if you go, is that going to cause someone else to go and therefore they may sin? I don't know. Lots of multi-steps to think about there. But we're not supposed to be like, hey, oh, you're struggling with drinking? Let's go to a bar. That's causing my brother to stumble. I'm not going to do that. Or if people in your community do look to you as this morally sound person, and so then you are making these choices, and they say, well, I guess it's okay to do that because so-and-so is doing that. You're a representative. Or she's not calling anyone out or doesn't seem to be bothered, so I guess it's okay to do this. Mm-hmm. Lots of layers there. Yes, it is. That's for another episode, though. But yes. Well, that wraps up episode 205 of the Witty and Gritty podcast, featuring Colossians 2, 6 through 7, plus bonus 8. Hey, Brooke. Hey, Farron. We have some bonus information. Oh, we do? Yeah, sometimes people feel like our episodes might be glitchy. That's true. And we recently learned something that could help with the glitching. What is it? If it's glitchy, it's because your internet service is glitchy. It will not be glitchy if you are downloading the episodes. You can download the episodes through the Podbean app, through Apple Podcasts, whatever podcatcher you want to do. But to do that hit the subscribe button on the Witty and Gritty podcast. That way it comes to you, it's fully downloaded, and you don't have to have internet to access the episode. Oh, that's great. Especially when you got to go into airplane mode. Yep. And you're like, dang it, I didn't download, I didn't download anything. And if I don't want to pay the $8 for yeah. the Wi-Fi. <laughs> Not the Wi-Fi. <laughs> so if you subscribe, the episodes come to you. They're already downloaded. No glitches. No glitches at all. Hooray. All right. Glitches get stitches. <laughs> that sounds right. That sounds <laughs> from the book of Brooke. Yep. Book of Brooke. All, All right. right. Well, <laughs> see you later. Bye.